You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip. I'm a pedal pumping content creator. I'm a foot model. You can get links to my work and find out more about me on my website, MimiFootnip.com. I'm I'm podcasting from my bed today because I'm finding that my new place in Hawaii like the acoustics aren't so great and I'm trying to find some place in my house where the sound isn't uh, like bouncing off the walls as much. So I'm going to try this new spot out. <laughs> I'm laying on my bed. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully I don't fall asleep on you guys, but I won't because I have some fun, exciting news for you. And I've got emails to read. And I'm also kind of starting to run low on emails. So you guys, I need you to send me your stories. This podcast exists because of your contribution. So if you have a pedal pumping story or a question you want me to try to answer or... Uh, a fantasy or something you'd like to share with me and the pedal pumping podcast community, please send me an email at mimifootnip at gmail.com. Your emails are um, what keeps this podcast going, along with, of course, our patrons on Patreon. I want to take a moment to thank them. Tevin, Jim, Riker, Old Dirty, DBM, Not a Golfer, MF, Steven, Eric F, Eric J, Crinking Fan, Rocketman, Leo, Havaianas Fan, Robert, and Austin. You guys fund this whole thing. So on behalf of all the listeners and myself, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mahalo, as we say in Hawaii. Uh, and if you are listening and you want to be a contributor, you can sign up and do that on patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast. You can also download and like and favorite and do all those things to the podcast that, um, helps. You can listen to the podcast every week. I think I, um, there's like a small, for every listener, there's a small contribution that comes in. Every little thing helps, you know, that you're not in any way obligated to contribute, to be a part of this community. But for those of you who do contribute, I see you and I appreciate you. And I Thank you so, so, so very, very much. You know, you can also contribute just by sharing an email with me and, and providing some content for the podcast. So that's another way you can uh, sh- you can contribute and be part of the community. So some ideas for you. I've got a big announcement that I'm going to share along with some reader emails after the break. All right, we are back. And for those of you who follow me on social media or who are patrons of the podcast on Patreon, you already know and you've already seen my new Jeep. You guys, I bought a little island beater Jeep here in Hawaii. I'm so in love. I'm so excited. Of course, I still have my red Jeep, big red, at home in California. But here on the island, I have Champ. I'm calling him Champ. He's a 1992 Jeep Wrangler YJ. 
uh, I five speed manual transmission kind of kind of ratty kind of beat up a little rusty I love him I love him I wouldn't change a thing um I do need to get the steering fixed I believe because it's pretty loose and crazy and I don't know that it's really safe to drive but I flip and love this Jeep. Um, it's kind of turned into a fish pond because it's been raining here and it's just super soggy. I don't have a garage or any covered place that I can park it. So it's sitting outside. It has a bikini top, no doors. Um, and a bikini top is not like the soft top. It's just like a, what would you, how would I describe it? Kind of like a I want to call it like an awning over the top, uh, but it doesn't come down around the sides. You know, it's just like a fabric top with no windows or no plastic windows or no sides. So it's basically like a shade cover. And, and my other Jeep has this too, a bikini top. And I love it because it kind of gives you the feel of a convertible, like a topless open vehicle but you get some sun protection and you don't get the wind whipping on you. I, I just hate like my hair getting whipped into my lip gloss when I'm driving and the sun. And uh, so it's kind of the perfect solution. You get that like outside feeling, especially with no doors. You know, I just love driving a Jeep with no doors. I get to show off my legs, my feet get to feel kind of like I'm half hanging outside on safari or something. I don't know. There's just something like kind of rebellious and I just love it. I love it so, so much. Like I said, right now it's kind of swampy because it's been raining. Uh, the seats are like just spongy, mushy grossness. I, I went to the hardware store and I bought a big old tarp and some bungee cords and I kind of covered it like that it's a it's a really it looks ridiculous um i need to find a better solution uh but in the meantime i'm hoping that the tarp will keep the rain out at least off the seats for a while where until it kind of dries out and drains and then and then i'll figure something out i don't know <laughs> you know but i love it and i bought it on the other side of the island so i had, a, I had to drive it a couple hours home and the steering is really bad like I can yank the steering wheel you know pretty much a good maybe 100 degrees before the wheels engage it's just really loose so I think I think based on my little bit of research and my terrible understanding of car mechanics that it's maybe a steering box issue if somebody knows you can email me and let me know, but I do have to do a safety inspection here. Not sure how it's going to pass. Um, it also hasn't been registered for a few years, so I'm sure it, I'm sure there's all kinds of things wrong with it and all kinds of hidden problems that I just got myself into a lot of trouble with. But you know what? I It's worth it. I wanted it so bad. And it drove pretty well like the engine seemed pretty strong until I pulled I started uh got to where like my neighborhood turned off the main highway 
to like turned onto the street going toward my neighborhood and it stalled and then I had a hard time getting it started again but once I got it started I was able to drive it and park it and it's pretty I haven't actually turned it on since then because it's like I said it's been raining I put it I bungee corded a tarp over it so it's gonna be um a few days before I think it totally dries out and I can go play. I did get it insured, so I have insurance, which is good, but that's just the first step. I also need to get the safety inspection and I need to get registration. And I think I need to um, take it for a well baby check and just make sure it's safe. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be safe. I don't, I don't want to, um, cause harm to anyone uh on the road so i'm super excited about champ uh and the reason that i named it champ is because the person who sold it to me kept saying it runs like a champ it runs like a champ and the whole way home driving at home i kept thinking it's a champ it's champ champ like the the name just it just felt right it felt like that's that's the name is champ and he runs like a champ so <sighs> all right i'm gonna read a couple emails this one is from pp distress he says hi mimi hope you're enjoying hawaii yes i am <laughs> except for the rain the email you read on March 31st from The French Girl totally captures my pedal pumping fantasy. Very exciting. A woman who finds herself unexpectedly turned on by her hard starting car has always been the bullseye of my fantasy. I look forward to you sharing more of these stories. Congratulations on all you have done and continued to do to grow our community. Thank you so much, PP Distress. Yes, I feel like this is central to a lot of cranking fantasies the idea that um the woman is like having a hard time getting her car started and then all of a sudden finds herself turned on by it and i was so incredibly stoked to get that email from french girl and if you're out there french girl listening this week send us more emails i'm sure everyone would be um well i shouldn't say i'm sure everyone but i I'm sure that I would and many others would love to hear more from you and more of your experiences as a woman who is turned on by her hard starting car and I'm wondering if you have any other adventures you'd like to share or possible fantasies that maybe you have or anyone else that's listening. You don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be French. You can uh, be anyone <laughs> that enjoys pedal pumping and pedal pumping fantasies and email me. Yeah, I think she I think she really nailed it in her with her story about um her Peugeot. Is that how you say it? Peugeot Peugeot Peugeot? I'm not sure. I'm just I'm just like I've got Jeep on the brain, you guys. <laughs> so excited. Oh, and I also have a funny little story about going into H&R Block to get my taxes done that I'm going to share uh, with my patrons over on Patreon. So if you're curious about that and you want to become a patron, you can listen to me talk about my my little tax 
experience and trying to explain my pedal pumping business to Diane, who is like, by the looks of it, I would guess she's in her 70s, um, who is my tax preparer at H&R Block. It, it's kind of a, a funny story. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so I'm going to continue on emails. So this email, actually, there's a kind of a part one and part two. This is from Leo. He's a patron, and he has shared other stories before. I really love his stories. And this one is called, he calls it my first experience, the foot fetish trigger. And then there's another part to this that uh, I'll probably read next time called um, my first experience, the pedal pumping trigger. So this is the foot fetish trigger portion. Okay. It was sometime late 1983 in elementary school. It was the beginning of my fourth grade year and my class had a new teacher. Her name was Gail. She was Japanese. She was Japanese woman. I say five nine, shoulder length, black hair, hardly wore any makeup but just lipstick, usually red or pink, and dressed in slacks with either a button up or long sleeve dress shirt. She wore different shoes, ranging from heeled sandals, heeled slides, or on a day we had field trips, she wore sneakers. But what I do remember is that she always took them off and taught her class with no shoes on, and stocking feet. What I realized years later that I attended a school that was fully enclosed building and that allowed for air-conditioned classrooms with carpeting and hence gave my teacher to be comfortable enough to work like this. It was the first day back to school. My mom leads me to the list board on the wall looking for my name and classroom number that I'll be assigned to. Number 402 is the number I clearly remember because it was the room that set off a whole bunch of triggers inside me. My mom leads me to the door and says, have fun and be good, son. I'll see you after. Waved goodbye and walked down the hall to the exit. I entered the room. The air-conditioned class felt nice. Some of my classmates I had from the previous year had switched to the other class. We had two teachers and about 15 students in each, but... Number 402 was my home class. I chose a seat toward the back row in the corner and in comes our teacher. She introduced herself as Gail, but you can call me Mrs. M. I don't want to reveal her last name. She then prepared things at her desk. I remember her desk was to the left of the classroom as I sat in the left rear corner. I had a fairly clear view of what went on below the desk. The desk did come down from the top, but was open on the bottom enough where you could see the bottom of her slacks and her footwear. It didn't happen right away that day. I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. We began class by her introducing herself and explaining that we are her official first class that she is teaching and being happy to have the opportunity being just out of college herself to begin her teaching career. As she walked around to each student and asked to introduce ourselves, I noticed that the strappy heeled sandals were no longer on her feet. I looked back towards her desk and there were, were neatly positioned next to the leg of her desk along with her purse. My eyes started to focus on her feet as she walked to the next student. I noticed her standing like at attention, feet side by side together. Her toes would bend downwards as to help her balance as she leaned forward to hear my classmates say her name. As my classmates spoke so softly, we laughed because she said it so quietly. 
My teacher then got to the row in front of me and asked my other classmate to introduce himself. My eyes started to focus down to the floor and that view of her feet had triggered something in me. It was for a few seconds, but I still remember her tan nylon covered feet, how fair her skin looked in them. Her toes were natural colored and how her toes moved lifting up and the tendons pulled visible through the nylon as she lifted them to maintain her balance. There was a small mole on her left foot an inch and a half from the pinky toe that I noticed. She would pivot her left foot left to right and as she did that her toes would spread out and upwards creating the nylon to web across the reinforced toe. I sat there slouched on my desk resting and my chin on my right arm staring at her feet with all my attention dedicated to every movement of her feet and watched as her left foot pivoted to me and the right foot followed next and then curled down into the carpet. And how about you, young man? I hear everyone start to laugh. Hello? My classmate next to me pushed on my arm. Oh, I'm Leo. I look up at her face feeling embarrassed. I remember her smile and how her eyes squinted as she did along with her red cheeks as she spoke. I was triggered. My first foot fetish experience. I felt butterflies in my stomach. It was a strange feeling that day. One of two triggers that year. It was just the beginning of my day and it wasn't over yet. Introduction complete. She went back to her desk and recess bell rang and everyone proceeded out to the playground I sat at my desk for a little, putting my school supplies in my drawer and put my bag in the cubbyhole section in the back of the classroom. I picked the one with a fairly good angle view to her desk and put my name on it. I turned to see at her desk, watching her put her strappy sandals on. She slipped into them. Sitting in her chair, I watched as she reached down with her right hand, hook her finger into the heel strap and placed it back behind her right heel and I did the same and did the same to her left repeating the process but using her left hand leaning towards her left she then looked at me and smiled I smiled back she asked why are you not wanting to go outside I replied I'm going out I just want to put my stuff away then I proceed out the classroom then she asked can you help me carry some stuff from my car I really wanted to get some ice cake snacks from the cafeteria, but I said yes. This moment wasn't the second trigger, but it probably helped with it. We walked back to the side of the school to the faculty parking lot, me following along, looking down at her feet as they led the way. I noticed the back of her right heel of her foot with the dirt spot and thought it was from how much she would pivot her heel on the carpet. We got to her car. It was a 1980s Ford Country Squire wagon, bright metallic silver blue. It was a big thing. She opened the tailgate and passed me her pen bag and a box of multicolored chalk. She grabbed a large cardboard box with all her paperwork in it, closed the tailgate, and we went back to the classroom. She bought me an, a grape ice cake for helping her. The day ended, and the thoughts of what I saw that day stuck with me for the next few weeks. She always wore her teaching attire. I'd notice what shoes in the morning and nylons ranging from dark, tan, tan gray, and white. End of part one.
<laughs> Thank you so much, Leo. I love I love your stories. The next section or the next portion of the story is about more specifically about paddle pumping and Leo's first encounter or trigger with pedal pumping. So I'll share that next week. Um, please send me your emails. Please send me your stories. I don't want to run dry and then you guys just have to listen to me talk about God knows what. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much again for coming around this week. Be on the lookout for Champ, my new Jeep, and some content. I will be doing customs in champ uh and i'll be posting videos to both OnlyFans and to clips for sale i also started posting some videos in many vids but if if any of you all have experience with many vids maybe you can chime in and let me know what you think of it it to me it's like this whole ecosystem that i haven't quite figured out how how to use the website is not so intuitive, although not the clips for sale is <laughs> a great website. I almost feel like the cool, fun thing about clips for sale is it is such an old, clunky, like 1992. It's like Champs era. It's like an old website from the early 90s, maybe 95. Maybe I'll, I'll bump it up to say it's like 1995 era website, uh, which which just... You know, there aren't many websites like that anymore. I, I hope that in some ways, I hope they don't update it. I hope they kind of preserve the original vibe of clips for sale. Anyway, what else? Do I have any other quick announcements at the end of this podcast today? Not really, just that I'm super excited about Champ. I wake up in the morning asking myself, do I really own two Jeeps? I texted my brother and he was super stoked and he texted me back and he was, he said, yeah, between the two of us, we have five Jeeps. He has three and I have two now. So he was really excited. And I really want to bring Champ back to the mainland when I leave Hawaii, but I don't know, you know, a lot can happen between now and then. He may not, he, you know, he's got nearly 300,000 miles on him already so he may not make it but if he does I and and if I can figure out a way to determine if he would pass smog in California because that's the other thing I can you know pay the $1,600 or whatever to ship him back to California but then will he pass smog once I get him there and if he doesn't then you know what would I have to do to get him like how much money would I have to dump in him to get him to pass and even if he even if I do that, like, I don't know, it's complicated, right? So I'm not going to think too far ahead, but I do have dreams of bringing him back to California and having two Jeeps in my garage. Oh, it'd be so amazing. Although right now, my house, I only have a one car garage. So, and that's going to be for Big Red, the 1962. The other thing that I got to say about Champ is that I'm kind of, I kind of love the fact that he's a 92 because I have a 62 and then a 92 is exactly like 30 years younger. So Champ is 30 years old. Big Red is 60 years old. It's like, you know, the generations. And then I just need a new uh, 2022. And then that'd be like the 30 year spread. I, honestly, <laughs> I would love 
to have a Jeep from every single decade or at least every, you know, all the different models. Um, I don't know why I'm so obsessed and addicted to Jeeps. I'm like kind of crazy about them. I think it has to do with all the Jeeps that were in like music videos and TV and movies in the 80s, like late 70s and 80s that I grew up with. Um, I think it had a profound influence on me. I was re-watching the Duran Duran music video, Hungry Like the Wolf, and there's a Jeep in that video. And I watched that video a lot as a kid. And I just realized, like, I think there's, and, you know, of course, um, the Dukes of Hazard. I had no idea, um, like, the racist um, references in that show as a kid. I just knew that, you know, Daisy Duke drove a Jeep, and I thought that was cool as fuck. You know, she had that, that, um, God, what was the Jeep called? Can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was white. I feel like she had a white Jeep. And I also, as a kid, had a Barbie Jeep. Um, I don't know. Jeeps just kind of seemed like the ultimate adventure car. My dad watched MASH a lot and they were always cruising around on Jeeps and just seemed like Jeeps were always on TV. It was just a cool, fun a cool fun car and I always wanted one and now I have two you guys it's like huh. my my midlife crisis jeep buying spree has just begun <laughs> all right you guys thanks for coming around for another week listening to me yammer on about jeeps and pedal pumping and foot fetish and all kinds of fun stuff indulge yourself buy yourself some some pedal pumping content this weekend or you know order a custom from your favorite content creator or uh you know i'm also doing this kind of throwing this in at the end but i've also started doing some skype sessions with some of you guys and that has been a lot of fun i've really really enjoyed that so if that's something you might be interested in you can email me and ask me more about that uh and that's all i've got so we'll meet back here again next week same time have a great weekend